All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, a podcast uh, that desperately needs to learn how to swim because it is raining very hard outside. So if you guys hear any cracks of thunder or if we go bottoms up, um, you won't hear about it because I'll edit it out. Uh, but as always, folks, my name's Koopa, and uh, each week I sit down with a friend and we talk about all things happening in pop culture and in between. And, uh, you know, due to some uh, some a little bit of a, a break I needed just because I've been burnt out. Folks, we are uh, coming to you the week of uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, where in just a mere short days, uh, Hall H will be filled with all of the biggest nerds on the planet, uh, except me, because I've never been to San Diego or Comic-Con before. So, um, but we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what to expect from that this weekend, and as well as reviewing uh, two of the biggest of of Marvel's biggest hitters leading into Comic Con, and uh, joining me this week, uh, returning guest and someone who has canonically been to a Comic Con before, uh, it's Riz. What's up, man? Yo, I've been to Comic Con multiple times. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> I haven't been to you San Diego I'm... though. That that's on the list. Yeah, that's like I feel like that's a black mark on my nerd card. Um, Same, but I feel like not going to a Comic Con in general is sort of like a rough one for me, just because. You know what it is? I I've always hated the way that Comic Con does their ticket like it's releases. Awful. It's it's so bad, and mm. it's always they always drop it at a time where I don't have money <laughs> for whatever reason. The entirety of my life, whatever Comic Con passes drop, and so I was like, oh nope, Kyle doesn't have money this week. So, so I just paid a car bill. <laughs> I just had a doctor's appointment. I just spent a lot of money on something stupid that I didn't need. Nope, it's fine. So they do it at like the, as inconvenient of a time as possible too it's always at like 10 a.m on a weekday or some shit like it's so bad but the good thing is if you've been once then it, it gets easier to get it next time because they give priority to people who've been there before so <laughs> you're telling me yeah. this comic-con new game plus <laughs> absolutely <kidding> yeah <laughs> comic-con uh nepotism for sure <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> someone should write a comic about this um <laughs> Yeah, Riz, how you doing, man? It's been a it's been a busy couple weeks. We've gone to the movies a lot. Uh, Pretty good, yeah. At least like five times since the a last lot. time I was on. It's the summer <laughs> movies, baby. Um, yeah, you know we still trying to. Fi- I'm still trying to find a theater to show Marcel the, sh- the shell with shoes on. I'm gonna look that up right now. But actually, I don't think that movie drops for like another week in theaters. Not I realize it. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Am oh, I, an idiot? I thought. It, I don't know. It sounded like it already know. came out. I think it did already come out. Maybe I'm an idiot. Uh, oh, it's at, oh, it's at the Garden State Plaza. Okay, I'll keep that in mind for later. <laughs> Nonetheless, though, uh, yeah, one of the movies that uh, we're going to be talking about today is one that we saw together twice in the span of three days, uh, <laughs> being Thor, Love and Thunder, which I believe is, I don't think it's the thir- it's the 29th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the big 29. 29 movies, a lot of homework. <laughs> A lot of homework to do. So if you're new to the MCU, God bless you. You got a, you got a lot of uh, got a lot of uh, headway above you. But yeah, There's we got that to talk skip. about. There's definitely a few you can skip. Some would say you can skip this one, but I disagree. Um, nah, you shouldn't. I, you shouldn't for sure. Uh, but no spoilers yet. As always, uh, we're gonna be talking about that. Of course, uh, Miss Marvel just finished up again. Two very polarizing uh, entries into Marvel's pantheon. 
uh, wrapping up around the same time. So it's going to be fun to talk about because I, for, uh, and I know you, you know, just from talking to you the last like six weeks, have both really enjoyed both Miss Marvel and Thor. And again, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what we can expect from Hall H. I believe their panels usually on Saturday. That makes the most sense. Uh, like the big Marvel panel. So we'll yeah. talk about what we can expect to see from there. Uh, but first, just always remember to uh, subscribe uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, as well as check us out on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, the Patreon's on a bit of a hiatus for now until I get a better handle of, of scheduling, stuff like that. But definitely subscribe on YouTube. Uh, the podcasts are going up in video form, uh, so you get to see what my room looks like and what Riz's room looks like, if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, again, Some people you know, are definitely into my room. <laughs> someone has been in Legendary. your room before, I understand why. A lot of chairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two TVs, a computer now. Like, forget about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's uh, you guys can look forward to all that. Again, check us out on all of your favorite socials or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure to download the show, leave a review. All that stuff matters as uh you know i'm trying to get to i'm trying to get to 100 subscribers on the youtube channel too so i might actually actually start doing content which is hard uh instead of just me dumping this on the internet every weekend uh nonetheless we're gonna get started with things here and i personally uh would like to start with thor because i feel like it's it feels so strange to say this but where i saw miss marvel and thor I think they would end up in like the greater things of importance. Somehow Ms. Marvel came in at the last second and we'll talk about it as uh, probably one of the most pivotal moments in the MCU. I'd say since, um, since Iron Man, truthfully, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that. I think that's, I think that's, it's, 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 it's a big step forward uh, for what we could expect. I might keep, I might be capping, but trust me. Are we going to get to that later, or do I get to ask what you mean right now? Oh, no, you can ask me about it later. Uh, Because first, I want to talk about Thor. So, uh, again, as the recording of this podcast, Thor has been out for almost two weeks now. Um, And as uh, mentioned, it is the 29th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and a direct follow-up to Thor uh, Ragnarok in 2017. uh, Directed and written by Taika Waititi and uh, produced by Kevin Feige. And uh, based on the Marvel Comics character of uh, Thor Odinson, once again portrayed by the handsome uh, Chris Hemsworth. I almost forgot which Chris Hemsworth brother it was. Wow. There were multiple bad. in this movie. That's, that, that is true. I actually, <laughs> that was so funny. And again, also features the uh, stellar cast, which includes uh, Christian Bale. Uh, somehow, I'm always kind of shocked at these very famous people who've never been in Marvel movies before. And uh, Christian Bale's definitely was uh, somewhere near the top of my list. Uh, being introduced as Gore the God Butcher uh, features uh, the return as well as Natalie Portman uh, uh, reprising her role as Jane Foster, who have we not seen in, uh, I think, close to 10 years in a Marvel film. I'm not counting the cameos in Endgame. Uh, I was about to say, yeah, Endgame. But besides that, it's yeah. It's a cameo. She was barely there. <laughs> yeah. She was there. She was phoning in a favor. Again, great <laughs> to see her again. Um, but yeah, uh, all your favorites are back here, of course. Tessa Thompson um, back as uh, uh, Valkyrie. Uh, Russell Crowe making his... Uh, I think, yeah, this is definitely his first appearance in the MCU. I would remember... As far as I, I know. Russell Crowe appearance, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Zeus. And a, a, a small but very welcome cameo from all the members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, you know, this film, uh, you know, follows the story of Thor as a, as a space ravager, uh, but 
You forgot Cat Dennings. Into, How did you forget Cat Dennings? I almost, uh, you know, you're right. Because <laughs> you were there for I'm one so, scene. So disappointed. I know. And, I'm, and Cat. <laughs> Matt Damon? Is that who was uh, playing Thor? Yes. At, that, no, <laughs> that's mean, who was playing Loki. 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 Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy uh, showing up as a uh, fake uh, Hella, which was hella funny, dare I say. <laughs> Budding Tish. Uh, uh, yeah, Kat Dennings, I miss you. <laughs> Call me. Um, but yeah, so uh, this film, upon announcement, I, um, I think I was incredibly excited about. Um, in an era where we're getting a lot of introductions to new heroes and continuations of existing stories with some of the newer characters introduced into into the MCU, it felt really comforting to me to see a movie with an original member of the Avengers, uh, saying that Chris Hemsworth is at least going to stick around for a while. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the, the meteor plot of the story here as we get into the trials and tribulations of the Gore of the God Butcher and, and Thor's adventures. But Riz, on a surface level, uh, where were your thoughts you know, going into this movie? Did you think we needed a fourth Thor movie? Um, and where are we feeling after the fact, after seeing the movie, to my known knowledge, twice so far? Uh, need? I don't know if we needed another Thor movie, but I wanted another Thor movie. Right. Uh, like... <laughs> I would have been down for this to just be called Thor Ragnarok 2 as a way to like separate, <laughs> like as if Thor Ragnarok is like separate series from Thor. You know what I mean? Like this isn't, this right. isn't the fourth Thor movie. This is the second Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, yeah. So wouldn't say need, but I wanted. That's valid. I pretty much feel the same. It's kind of the, the, the trials and tribulations of Thor as a franchise in the MCU has been incredibly polarizing. I personally uh, enjoyed uh, those Kenneth Branagh, at least the first Kenneth Branagh uh, Thor movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting. Um, Thor, the dark world does the exact opposite of everything of everything. And I, that movie's bad for a reason. There's a reason people rank it on the bottom of their list is because it's not a good movie. Um, Sure, it introduces uh, the reality stone, whatever. Who cares? The movie sucks. <laughs> um, but Taika Waititi doing an, an excellent job, um, you know, kind of injecting some life into this franchise, uh, you know, with Thor Ragnarok. And I've always been a big fan of, of Taika Waititi's, uh, you know, films. I love Jojo Rabbit. Um, love anything he puts his hands on. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of the uh, of the year that it came out. I don't remember. I think it was 2019. Honestly, 19. Yeah. Yeah, but I love Taika Waititi. Anything he does I, is magic. I think he's a phenomenal director and really injected life into what was sort of a mediocre f- film franchise for the most part. You know, it's really showing Chris Hemsworth's range as not just a serious actor, but as a real funny guy. He's a mm-hmm. really funny actor. And Thor Ragnarok, again, crushed, you know, it, it crushed box office records. Uh, it's a very sneaky for me, top five MCU film. Um, I think I, I wouldn't say it's sneaky for most people, but uh, it's a it's a solid film. Does this movie hit the same heights and highs that Ragnarok did? No, but it's still I think a, a, I think they've kind of found their their niche with Thor, where they want to go with the franchise, and I'm okay with it. And coming off of a bunch of films where it's a lot of story building, it's a lot of real serious implications of what could potentially come forward in the MCU. It was kind of nice to just turn your brains off and watch a comedy film, truthfully. Like, at its core, this movie is a, is a comedy. And if you're not into that, then that's your prerogative. I love comedies. Not everything in these movies has to be super serious. But um, 
you know, it was again, it was kind of nice to get a break from the what's been a very uh, heavy exposition. Are they doing or not doing the multiverse uh, sort of thing uh, with the MCU? And we'll again, we'll talk about uh, totally how that's also you know been the case with Miss Mar- Marvel as well. But I, I, I would say my biggest thing coming out of this movie is that it was a breath of fresh air, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel the same. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I feel so like we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Go ahead. Just, just what you said, how Marvel's just been very exposition heavy. Maybe it's just a phase four thing. But this does not deal with that. This is just its own thing almost. I liked it. Yeah, it was kind of nice to kind of have a, um, you know, a film that's sort of uh, standing on its own two feet, which is, again, very hard to do in the era that Marvel is in with phase four right now. And there's still a lot of issues uh you know with i think where the direction of where this is going and i i saw a point brought up online that we'll talk about when we get to like the end you know to to the spoilery stuff um that that we'll get to but yeah basically uh we i guess we can that sort of sums up a lot of our spoiler free thoughts so uh i'd say i'd say let's get into it so what were so what were some of your highlights from the film film and why are they christian bale i'm sorry am i projecting (laughs) but christian bale is definitely a highlight uh honestly the goats they just stood out so much like <laughs> tooth grinder and tooth snatcher yeah like uh, you just you can't you can't just are. not remember the goats what what were their names <laughs> tooth grinder and tooth snatcher no that can't be right i swear it's a norse mythology man you can go into a library and look this stuff up i'm not lying to you why would they, they should have they should have said that in the movie that would be hilarious Imagine like yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Me. This is Tooth Snatcher, or whatever you just said his name was. <laughs> like, uh, more so highlights: funny. Tessa Thompson, definitely a highlight. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The two minutes of Cat Dennings highlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think everybody agreed. It was <laughs> so. It, listen, that's my favorite of the two broke girls. So I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, Anything else stand out for you right on the surface before we dive into the uh, something a little bit more? Deeper? Honestly, Russell Crowe, his Zeus, yeah, like that was so he was funny. solid. Yeah, yeah, I loved his over the top bad Greek accent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do like that. Uh, I, I've always just found it very interesting how Marvel can just take the concept of just like real, like you know, religious stories and just like what if we made them into comic books? Because like. I forget myself sometimes that like a lot of this like Norse mythology stuff is just is literally just being ripped like straight from like Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. But I've just you know I've just been so accustomed to just reading comics my whole life, where it's just like oh yeah, like I forget this is the actual like you know based in history somewhere. So you know seeing the character of of Zeus uh, show up uh, for and <laughs> almost get wasted, <laughs> you know, in in the scene that he was in. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert: Zeus does not die, uh, although it does look very much look like he does at one point. That was a lot of fun, and I think you know, for me, uh, Christian Bale again proves why he's so such a, a phenomenal actor. He absolutely crushes it in a very interesting, you know, adaptation of Gore the God Butcher. You know, I'm you know a, a little bit more of a of a comics reader, uh, you know, than I used to be. And I've read this line of the Jason Aaron, uh, you know, Thor comics, and Gore the God Butcher is is, a, is it was going to be a hard villain to pull off because of how like alien like he looks, and I was actually kind of surprised at the amount of like 
you know, scenes that Christian Bale's in, I'm just like, yeah, that looks like he's just him acting with some like weird face markings on him. Like, <laughs> yeah. it didn't feel like super over the top of the CG, but he absolutely crushes it. Like, it, 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 now he gets like the royalties of DC money and Marvel money. You know, one of the few to have, have crossed over from both sides. Like, my man, good for good on him. He was my highlight of this movie for sure. Definitely. Um, and also for me, I, I, I think, um, something that they needed to get right here, uh, was the Jane Foster of it all. Um, obviously if, if you're a comic book fan, it's a spoiler if you haven't seen the film, um, you know, the way that, that, uh, Jane ends up becoming Thor, uh, is, you know, when she, uh, she gets cancer, <laughs> she gets stage four cancer and turns and even says it in the movie. It's like, Oh, I figured I'd, you know, turn on American medicine and try, uh, Viking space <laughs> pirate magic. Uh, which is exactly, you know, again, beat for beat for the comics. Um, you know, she uses the power of Mjolnir and Thor to try to uh, mitigate her, her cancer, but ends up actually, you know, sucking the life out of her. Uh, so how, how, how are you feeling seeing Natalie Portman return uh, in a, it's definitely a much bigger role uh, than we've seen in, in two movies past? Um, the, one of my biggest complaints about Thor 1, haven't seen two, but one of the biggest points about the first Thor. You still haven't seen it yet? It's the only Marvel movie I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> that, that movie's on cable all the time. It's so bad. I don't change the channel. <laughs> um, all right, I'll give it. You got it. <laughs> so it's how underutilized Natalie Portman is. Because she's a great actress. Like, Yeah. She's just like... who like Whoever played Jane Foster... In the first Thor, did not need to be Natalie Portman. They could have just got anybody <laughs> off the street, and they would have given you that performance. Like, yeah, she's but this bad. time she's actually a character. Uh, yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> Natalie yeah, Portman, uh, her first movie in the MCU. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, same. Like, as <laughs> I, I love a. Uh, Queen Amidala or uh, Princess or <laughs> uh, Padme or whatever. Have you seen the gift going around of, of um, Natalie Portman like jumping onto the uh, to the mountain uh, attack of the clones and everyone's just like oh like Natalie Portman's pelvis was standing like 2400 tons of, of pressure because she jumps from like a, a massive height. Oh god no I did not see that gif. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fu- it was pretty funny. I'm just like you know what it's, it's Star Wars. I won't suspend disbelief. She yeah. knew that, but you know, no, dies of a broken heart. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the Force, you know. Yeah, sure. Midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's a different podcast. Um, yeah, listen. I, again, I love Natalie Portman as an actress. She's one of the best actresses in, in Hollywood for a reason. And they gave her just jack shit to work with in these first two movies. Like, you know, what What I thought was I'll take was your word chemistry. for it for the second one. <laughs> Truthfully, I don't. It, it, it's there. You see a lot of it in the flashbacks, anyway. Um, but like that little flashback scene where where Korg is just kind of rattling off about the story of, of Thor and Jane. I saw mm-hmm. more chemistry between uh, Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman in that like sequence than I did through two Thor movies. <laughs> so it, it it speaks volumes for just like how great of a director Taika Waititi is is able to give and voice actor Natalie Portman. And yeah, he's he's so good, man. <laughs> Love Korg. Big fan of Uncle Korg. Um, but like they just give Natalie Portman so much to play with here. And I was so excited to see when they were doing the Mighty Thor storyline because she delivers on all fronts. 
And I, I, it was just so much fun to see, you know, Mjolnir in action again, you know, and uh, the, the Taiko Atiti not being afraid to make it a finite cameo appearance. Because spoiler alert, Natalie Portman dies at the end of this movie. Uh, so I, I, I feel like people were maybe afraid of, you know, for Chris Hemsworth's or Thor's mortality in these films because, you know, these guys are also people that are under contract. And I don't know the status of Chris Hemsworth's contract. But I imagine after seeing the movie now, it's definitely you know leaning towards a longer. I'm you know, sure Marvel he gets contract. paid a shit ton. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he's doing just fine yeah. <laughs> financially. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. Just, I, I didn't know the comic story, but I thought that too. That like Chris Hemsworth is going to die, and she would take over or something like that. Yeah, that's just another way of them continuing the storyline, which is fun. Which would have been funny because uh, I think Natalie Portman is older. Than Chris Hemsworth by like a few years, so I believe that that would have been that would have been quite the choice. But uh, I thought their chemistry was fantastic. I, I just watching them team up together to to beat up Christian Bale was awesome. Her chemistry with Tessa Thompson was also hilarious. Um, yeah, Tessa Thompson again just continues to steal these scenes for me. She I also I said this uh, multiple times when I saw the movie, but I forget that she's not British. <laughs> she does such a great British accent, but I listen mm-hmm. to interviews with her and I'm just like. No, she's from Los Angeles. <laughs> like, how does she like? That's why actors are so cool, man. To be able to just flawlessly like p- put on a British accent like that, like I can't even do that. <laughs> it's tough. Um, uh, uh, yeah, like Christian Bale himself, the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's like, he's that British, right? True. I think he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone will fact check me. No one will, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I I loved the performance of of all of the main cast here. And again, we get introduced to a lot of new characters here. Um, I love the visual humor they do with Thor uh, uh, and his and Stormbreaker. Um, that oh my god, that is a highlight. Like, oh my god, like that 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 scene of like Stormbreaker just slowly panning <laughs> just, into the screen. Yeah, just like right, like <laughs> belly laughter is so fucking funny. Like the visual humor in this movie was hilarious. And again, this movie is you know for comedy standards, it's funny. <laughs> I think a lot of people, you know, some people probably felt it might have been like a little too Guardians two ish, where it's a little too funny. But I thought it, it's a comedy film. It's being marketed to me as a comedy film. They're screaming goats every ten seconds. So, yeah, like, like I'm not gonna. Uh, Go the ahead. trailer had that scene where, like, you know, look into the eyes of who you love. Like that's what you're getting from this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so good. Like I, I, I thought that was again this this movie. I, I will say I, something that might take you out of it a bit is that when Gore's on screen versus when Gore's not on screen, totally the movies are very different. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, the biggest issue that people seem to have. And I, mean, I I get it. You know, it seems like this movie is trying to be a very serious movie with snakes involved. Uh, you know, when Gore the God Butcher's on screen, deep beheading snakes in front of children. But then in that same vein, where an army of children are fighting, also also fighting against an army of shadow creatures, which is <laughs> hilarious. So, like, I, I think for me personally, like, I really enjoyed all the comedy aspects of this movie. I know that other people might not have, but it's fun. Like, it's like we like we mentioned, it's been so it's been so much depression and multiversalness and nobody knows who Peter Parker is like, I'm, I'm you know, it, it's just I needed something to feel good about. And again, it, it's very hard to kind of stand on your own two feet, uh, you know, in, in this new era of Marvel. And Thor does that nicely by being literally out all the way in fucking space. So 
it was a fun time for sure. Um, we mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, did you did you think we had and just the right amount of Guardians in this movie? Uh, I could have used more Guardians, but I, I like they. It made sense, you know, like I, I guess writing wise, like having them split yeah. up. It, it it would make way more sense to not have them around for this whole like Jane Foster story, you know. Yeah, it was nice to see them for a few you know scenes though. Again, we haven't mm-hmm. seen the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, well, we saw them in Endgame, so I guess I guess that counts. But you know, the Guardians haven't had a proper film since Guardians Two, and that's Guardians Three is still something that's you know this could be this uh you know where that gets kickstarted. Um, you know, because there is a, a section faction of people that are going out to save people from having their gods killed. So, you know, there's there's definitely a scenario where that can be uh, the jumping off point to why how Adam Warlock gets introduced in Guardians 3. I think I forget when that movie's supposed to come out. I think they said it's supposed to come out sometime in the end of next year, possibly. Uh, I don't remember. Um, I had to, to double check. What about the, the Christmas special? That's a Guardians thing, right? Oh, true. Yeah, there's Groot's shorts and uh, a Guardians Christmas special that's supposed to come out uh, <laughs> this year, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, I, I think Christmas specials are dumb, and I, I think that'll be fun to watch. I, um, I think they'll play into that, though. Like, it's Guardians. <laughs> All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. The filming began in the yeah, so it finished in early twenty two. Uh, set to release May fifth, twenty twenty three. So happy birthday to me! That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very much looking forward to that and whatever comes uh, forward from the Guardians. And again, I think we got just enough of them. Uh, I think that opening sequence was hilarious <laughs> and and you know so much fun. There's so much 80s romance and cheese that happens in this movie. It's just it's just the way that the characters are dressed, the music that plays in the background obviously. I knew this you know with any involvement with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, whoever might who it might be, I know there's going to be a banging soundtrack involved even if they were there for True. a few minutes and a lot of Guns and Roses if you're in that sort of thing. <laughs> so um but Love yeah, I, I I think yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh but yeah, you know, we we get through, you know, uh the film here, we get introduced to all these new characters. We eventually get to that inevitable final battle uh you know with Gore, with with uh, you know, uh Jane also fighting uh her cancer, a lot that she does in the comic books. And uh yeah, we get uh a finite death to Gore the God Butcher uh for now. Again, I feel like that also sort of continues the trend of Marvel not really knowing how to do these villains. Um, I feel like they could have let Gore go, but I don't know. I, they I, kill I, all their f- best villains. Yeah. Bring back Gore. <laughs> bring back Killmonger. Who else needs to come back? Uh, Loki again. <laughs> yeah, for the millionth time. That's Thanos? fine with me. Mickey, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> don't watch that movie either. Um. Yeah. Listen. I. I think we. You know. We. Uh, that whole, I I don't know what they're going to do with Gore. There could be an, an avenue where they might be able to multiverse them back in because again, it's a nah. His story's thing. done. Like that was a good I, ending. I, I'm Even coping, at that. truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much coping. And we get an introduction introduction to an obscure Marvel character in Eternity. I'm not super familiar. I had to do like a little bit of research myself. Apparently, the character's only been in like 20 issues of comics ever. Uh, oh. From what I understand, it's it's more Young Avengers, uh, you know, padding, uh, because of uh, Thor's now adopted uh, daughter. Who, fun fact, is Chris Hemsworth's real daughter in real life? 
That's pretty uh, cool. Which is adorable. Yeah, which is adorable. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we also get a finite ending to Natalie Portman, kind of. Um, because kind of. I think now is as good. Well, I think now's as good a time as ever to talk about the post-credit scenes because you get two of them, folks. Uh, One of them introduces uh, a fan favorite Marvel character to one of my favorites. Uh, It it is uh, I gotta get the guy's name right. Hold on, I gotta pull it up here. Where is it? I have it right here. And I'm just stalling. There you go. Okay, I found it. So, uh, we get introdu- in- introduced to a fan favorite Marvel character here. Uh, it is Brett Goldstein of Ted Lasso fame, a show that I have not watched, but I've heard is very good. Uh, is introduced as the son of Zeus, Hercules. Uh, you know, we in the fir- first post credit scene we see uh, Russell Crowe's character as having being survived, uh, having a lightning bolt thrown into his chest. Um, you know, uh, talk about how, you know, when uh, when the people look up, they don't see uh, they don't look for gods. They look for superheroes. When do we become the joke? Uh, so he's six. He's his plan is to sick his uh, his super powered son uh, to go beat up Thor. And he is played by uh, Brett Goldstein. So Riz, as a, as a non Hercules uh, knower, at least in Marvel comic standards, mm-hmm. uh, do, do, you have, do you have any feelings or thoughts towards uh, Marvel once again introducing an obscure character played by a very high-profile person in a post-credit scene? Uh, I'll judge it when I get to see it in a movie. You know, I I think we'll get like <laughs> we could get like really funny scenes because Thor and Hercules are like the same thing, right? Like, there's mythology-wise, yeah, they're, they're they're, yeah, like yeah, they're different at the same character. So. Yeah, like I, I could see like Hercules and Thor making jokes where, where it ends with like Hercules being like, "At least my dad's not dead." Like some shit like that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm ready for I'm ready for those jokes. Yeah, I, I hope if it's uh, if it's Psycho Atiti, uh, you know, manning the helm for whatever the fifth Thor film is going to be. Uh, the third. I, I hope. Yeah, I, I hope we get oh third of his five in general is what I'm getting at. So. Uh, yeah, I hope we get that. Uh, I'm excited for the introduction of Hercules because that means we could potentially get Ares, uh, who is, again, not only just a Greek god, but also a villain in Marvel Comics. There's a couple of, of really fun Hercules uh, you know, and Thor stories where uh, Ares is like the big bad uh, that's involved with it. Uh, there's a great uh, She-Hulk uh, one-off where uh, <laughs> Hercules is being represented by her in court. He's just a big goofball character. Um, he's been in the Avengers a couple times. There's a couple of uh, there's better YouTubers that like, ex- explain you know what the 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 in depth lore is uh, for Hercules. But I think it's a fu- it's it's a fun introduction. I feel like that's kind of one of the big uh, bigger named Avengers that they haven't you know introduced yet. So it's fun. But like I alluded to, I gotta wait to see what these look like in action because you know as cool as it is to see Harry Styles play Star Fox or uh oh my god why am i blanking on the actress from the post credit scene in uh doctor strange uh, oh my god uh give me a second it's coming to me charlie Saron. there we go yeah charlie Saron introduces as, as clea um again I, i'll i'll see how i feel about it like you you know when i when i see it in a movie and lord knows we're going to get a, another thor movie it's probably going to be a couple of years before that gets uh, introduce so maybe we'll see Hercules crossover somewhere else. I don't know. Like well, She-Hulk, they're, they're gonna have to. F- <laughs> that would be funny. That'd When's be that coming funny. out? 
August. August 17th, I think, is when it drops. Uh, in Marvel's first uh, half an hour uh, comedy, dramedy series. It's like, it's like, oh, it's, it's like comedy. that? I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's literally legal comedy. So I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, the second post credit scene we get, uh, to me, is a little bit more interesting. Uh, you know, we get uh, confirmation that uh, Jane has passed on to Valhalla, where all uh, fallen uh, heroes go. As well as uh, Sif's arm, uh, because <laughs> Sif lost her arm. <laughs> Jamie, uh, also, I'm real so happy Jamie Alexander. Yeah, welcome back, Jamie Alexander. Yeah, instead of just slapping Tom Hiddleston in the face repeatedly for an episode of Loki, <laughs> which again, also very funny. Great, um, great moment. But yeah, you get the introduction of Valhalla, another mis- uh, mythical realm, uh, a la like the ancestral plane, the field of reeds. Uh, you know, from Moon Knight, another place where dead people go to hang out for a bit. Uh, we get Knuckles the Echidna. I'm sorry, Idris Elba uh, showing up. Uh, <laughs> Sonic Brain Rolls Heimdall. Yes. It's, uh, hey, man. <laughs> what can I say? It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> there he is. True. <laughs> um, another movie we saw together in theaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that, that movie was now. amazing. It uh, was very good. Definitely. I was hoping to see some Loki. <laughs> I was too. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. In in Valhalla, at least, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, we got to see him in the flashbacks where you get to see him die three times, which is fine. And Matt Damon, that <laughs> <But> was nice. <laughs> that was great. Like, I think Matt Damon did that in, in Thor Ragnarok, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and beginning. if I'm if I'm reading correctly, I think the person that was playing um that was playing Odin uh was sam neil from the uh from jurassic park i'm pretty sure oh i, I got i actually have to yeah I, I gotta fact check myself on this um let me double check here uh yeah sam neil from uh jurassic park uh nice. playing odin so funny i think i literally i think they did that scene like scene for scene in in thor ragnarok <laughs> which is hilarious like that that's it's so funny. <laughs> I would visit New Asgard in a heartbeat. Oh, I would spend a lot of money there. I want to get on that boat, that flying boat. Oh yeah, I I want to I want to get Infinity Cones and uh, <laughs> and drink uh, real Asgardian mead. Uh, real Asgardian uh, mead, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we get the confirmation that that Jane is dead and now just kind of going to be hanging out in Valhalla. Uh, there are some uh very. Uh, I I haven't read these comics before. I just know there are some comics where Jane is a Valkyrie and she's just doing shit up in Valhalla. Um, I just think it's a way for them to keep Natalie Portman around without having to sign her to a 10 film contract. So I'm into it. If it means more Natalie Portman, I'm fine with it. Uh, and I feel like Valhalla could be a great uh, you know space to see a whole bunch of cameos from from dead people. So you know we could see who's to say we can't see you know Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. like. Just, Chilling in Valhalla somewhere, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm trying to see Killmonger up there. <laughs> Listen, who who knows, man? With with where Marvel seems to be going with a lot of these uh, different astral places where people go when they die, who's to say that they might not sneak a cameo or use that as a MacGuffin to get someone back, like the Dragon Balls or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, I, I hope they just keep it fu- to cameos, like because that, that's a really good. great space to do that, but. Nothing, nothing more than that, please. I don't need DBZ. Yeah, only- everybody coming back to life constantly. <laughs> Death means nothing. I don't need that. Yeah, the only the only scenario in which I will allow them to do more stuff with the dead character is if we get that 
uh, that very, uh, you know, widely circulated fan rumor of a Disney Plus series where Chris Evans puts all the Infinity Stones back after Endgame. Oh, that'd be cool. Which I think would be. I think that'd be a lot of fun because I need to yeah. see it. In, I need to see how how Steve reacts to seeing uh, the Red Skull more <laughs> here. Oh, true. Like that, yeah, that would be fun. Um, but uh, that's nonetheless that's never going to happen. Uh, you got any closing thoughts on Thor Ragnarok? Any or Thor Ragnarok two? <laughs> Thor Love yeah. and Thunder. Uh, <laughs> I really like the second Thor movie. Big fan. <laughs> I hope this movie gets a you trilogy. Finally, you did it. You, you, know? you, you finally saw two Thor movies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it just took you a while. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm I'm just gonna agree with what you said. Um, as so, listen, as far as as quadrologies go, it's a it's. I, I don't I, I don't I don't know how how to feel about this. The only other one I've seen is Toy Story, and that's a money printer too. That's um, another movie where the fourth movie didn't need to exist, but I loved it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I can agree with you on that. I, I thought the movie was fun, and we're going to see Thor again in some capacity. I don't know if it's going to be in a, in a team up film. Um, maybe Thor takes on the role of what Hawkeye does in the comics, where he's the one that assembles the Young Avengers and kind of acts as that mentor piece. Uh, but for me personally, I just think it's fun to you know that they haven't killed off all the original Avengers yet because yeah. I know I'm never. It's going to be forever till I see another solo Hulk film, if not ever again. Um, they might just never do I it. Just, it's just they gave up. I, I don't think they can. That I think that's the thing. I think his rights are still owned by Universal, which is weird. Oh, um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think they can like do. I, I don't know. I've read. I've read so many rumors that like that's not the case anymore. They're going to do a World War Hulk film. Which would be cool, um, but otherwise, I'm fine with Bruce Banner just showing up in cameos and sitcoms, or with a broken arm or not broken arm. Um, I mean, he's been in yeah. movies where he's not just a cameo; like he's a big part of Endgame. You know, that that's true. Yeah, Hulk out, <laughs> time travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, we'll see what happens. Again, I'm just excited to see Chris Hemsworth stick around for a little bit longer. So, whatever we Same. get, that inevitable, inevitable Thor five. Uh, I'm excited, and we move from one franchise where where the implications of the timeline go for Phase Four. Again, not really know where it's going. Kind of continuing Marvel's issue with Phase Four, where there doesn't seem like a lot of direction. Um, we instead uh, wrap up with Miss Marvel, and again, what I think is a huge pivotal moment uh, for the MCU. Um, if you skipped out on this series because of some you know, some stupid people talking about what they don't know about. Y'all are dumb. Uh, so we're going to talk about the seventh installment of the Marvel uh, television cinematic universe. Uh, Miss Marvel. Seventh? Uh, uh, created by... Yeah, seven shows. I did not realize there were that many. That's crazy. Yeah. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, What If, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, and this damn that's crazy it's only been two years yeah <laughs> are you are you surprised it's marvel <laughs> i i just never like thought about how many shows it's, it's just crazy to me sorry continue <laughs> all right not all right not sorry so here's your non-spoiler section where are you ranking miss marvel in in terms of seven tv shows okay okay so obviously i'm biased um because <laughs> Of all the real life effects the show's had on me, so it's number one. 
but I, I like I wouldn't even know how to react like rank it in a vacuum like by itself. You it's know, it's in my top three. I put it in my top three. I think it's like nice. as as the vacuum here. Uh, I still <laughs> think Loki and WandaVision are like cream of the crop, but I think Miss Marvel's right up there. Um, I think in some combination, it's it's those three. Uh, I'd probably put Moon Knight as number four. Uh, what if is number five? Hawkeye's number six, and Falcon and Winter Soldier's number seven. But all of them still very good shows. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, we're here to talk about uh, Miss Marvel, uh, created by uh, Bishake Ali, and uh, starring uh, Iman Vellani as uh, the standout Kamala Khan, uh, Jer- New Jersey represent. Finally, some New Jersey yeah. representation. I'd love to see uh, it in the Marvel. Cin- yeah, love to see it. It's not just New Jersey, North Northern New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Right on the tip of North New Jersey, because Jersey City yeah. is kind of a... It's like the bottom, but it's still North. Here. Yeah, but uh, it, Riz, you, you talked about the, the real-life implications here, again, as a, as a Pakistani-American uh, yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how, how is your... Uh, I, I know the answer to this, but for the people at home <laughs> that might not know this, uh, what was it like for you watching uh, you know, Miss Marvel? Uh, again, a character still relatively new, but very, very popular amongst uh, you know the comic book community. Uh, it was super cool because the representation was insanely good. Like, I've literally never seen like the Pakistani North Jersey life represented that well. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's literally like perfect. Like, e- like I watched the show with my family, and even they were like, "Oh my god!" Like. This is so accurate. Sometimes they were like, actually, this is too nice. Like, they're being too nice to us right now. We're not this nice of a people sometimes. Like, it was, it was that good. Like, some things were, like, literally perfect. Like, like the shoe thief, that shit is real. Uh, That's terrible. Like, putting your shoes on the top row so nobody ta- Yeah, I do that every time. Like... <laughs> It's happened to me. I'm not doing. I'm not going through it again. Uh, Yo, that sucks. Yeah, (laughs) it's just incredible, dude. There's a sign on the turnpike in Jersey City, like "Welcome to New Jersey." Like if you, it's like if you, Mm -hmm. if you take the airport to Newark, and then you, I think it's if you drive south from the airport. There's a sign now, like there's there's always a sign that says like "Welcome to Jersey." But it's now like a Miss Marvel sign. I saw it like recently. So that's super so cool. Sick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. Like uh, again, you know, Marvel continues to prove how uh, powerful representation can be. You know, you've seen how people show up in droves uh, for movies like Black Panther or Shang Chi that you know featured a you know in both cases a primary a entire uh, Asian. Asian or you know African American cast, and now you get uh, like you said a, a look into a life that might, many other people might not uh, have thought about. Uh, you know, in uh, with a, a you know a Pakistani American superhero in Ms. Marvel, and I think that alone by itself uh, was just cool to see. Again, as someone that's known you for a long time, you know, it's it, it just seeing how. I'm sure you haven't watched many comic book things with your parents, and I'm sure that was must have been a, a absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's, it's not just place. my family; like a lot of other people watch the show that would normally not watch Marvel at all. So it was really cool to talk with them about it. Yeah, absolutely, so, and just, like, just like again, way more Marvel like, fans now. Period. Super cool. Yeah, 
and again, great representation of the of the great state of New Jersey. Um, <laughs> a lot of great set pieces. Where it's like, yeah, I know where that area is. <laughs> Dude, halal. I don't know cards. if I say I can get. <laughs> is the best halal in Jersey City? I don't know. I'm so I don't know about that, platters, but so. <laughs> yeah, Juicy Platters, they don't, they're close to Jersey City, but not quite. Harrison, not not too far from there. <laughs> yeah, that's our next list. Where is the objective best place to get uh, gyros and, and halal food <laughs> in, in, in New Jersey? There's a lot of options. Kebab Paradise up there. Great one. Yeah. Not sure if you. That's, that's a classic. One. That's the OG. Oh, I'm hungry now, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think. Um, I think my favorite part of this series, again, Iman Vellani, breakout star. Uh, she absolutely crushes it as great the, casting. a particular Kamala Khan. Yeah, she was great. And if you've, I've listened to a lot of her interviews, like with the press and, uh, um, and like the press junkets and stuff. She's like a legitimate Marvel fan. She loves the MCU and, and Marvel comics. And she's, a. Uh, um, she she talks about how much she loves Iron Man and like she's so in touch in tune with the comics and I just think it's refreshing to see you know, a super fan get you know the chance to represent uh, a character they really enjoyed. The same thing happened with Simu Liu with uh, with Shang Chi. You know, he just kind of tweeted like, "Hey, can I can I be Shang Chi?" And Marvel's like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> Lo and behold, it happens. Um, but she was an absolute breakout star. Um, I just thought the entire tone of the show, again, you know, in a, in a, in an era where we're coming off of series wise Moon Knight, which is a very dark and serious series, uh, oh, yeah. dealing with a lot of, of and and even Hawkeye too to an extent. It's 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 framed as a as a holiday movie, but it's a very dark, you know, you know, it's very dark tonally. Uh, very action heavy. This movie felt exactly like you know, like an Edgar Wright film come to life. It felt so Scott Pilgrim. It felt so Baby Driver in all the best ways, with so much background detail and and color and uh, you know little Easter eggs if you're paying attention. Like I made sure to watch every new Rockstars video of what all the different Miss Marvel titles cards were every episode. Yeah, um, I, I would be subscribed to her channel. Like she had like her own like new Rockstars yeah. channel where she got <laughs> yeah. theories. I would literally be subscribed to it right now. Yeah, I would I would be a sloth baby stan for sure. <laughs> um also I need to live in a world where Scott Lang has a podcast. I, I want True. I need to listen to that. Like the fact that history is only tuned in to what happened that day because Scott Lang hosts a podcast is so funny. <laughs> it makes sense though. Scott How Lang- else would they know? It's not like they had cameras there. It makes so no, much that's sense. True. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Scott Lang truly a historian. Do you think he uses Riverside? <laughs> Probably not. He's de- no, he's on it. He definitely uses Discord and like a laptop mic. He definitely has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. No, he just lets someone else handle it. Yeah. <laughs> he lets his daughter do it. So yeah, she yeah. Knows about that. She knows she knows how uh, to use Discord way better than him, you know. <laughs> but uh yeah, to- again, and totally this this show just hit for me on, on every category. Uh it from it was a little bit Rocky and, and you know near like episodes four and five range. Yeah, I was but, gonna say four to five questionable. The rest of the show, yeah, a plus. Yeah, that was tough. That was that was tough. Those first three episodes were great. It kind of falls apart near the end. And, but again, I feel like this is also the product of Disney, of or Marvel, just making an up eight episode show. WandaVision, although still rushed with eight episodes, felt a little bit more of a, co- a cohesive show with with you know with eight episodes. It's a little hard to tell a cohesive story in just six. Um, although I will say compared to most of these other six episode shows, I think Miss Marvel does the best at kind of hitting, uh, a finite, um, ending here. And 
despite all the controversies coming into the show, um, because, uh, you know, uh, the series famously takes liberties with Ms. Marvel's powers. Um, in the comics, Kamala Khan is uh, a inhuman. Um, she uh, gets her powers from a Terrigen bomb explosion, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, so she gets the power to embiggen herself, uh, a la Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. But spoiler alert, I guess they don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> we got X-Men coming in. Yeah, spoiler alert, <laughs> but um, yeah, we got X-Men and the Fantastic Four to feed. So instead, uh, they make her a much more cosmic character. Uh, they introduce what I believe to be the Nega Bands uh, or the Quantum Bands. Uh, you know, uh, it's Kree technology. Again, you, you can't tell me that 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 blue arm you saw, uh, you know, in the partition uh, of India was not it was not Kree. So there's Kree tech all the Captain Marvel here. stuff going on. You like it's 100% yeah. Kree. Yeah, it just makes perfect sense. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let let's let's talk about. Uh, let me get your thoughts a bit on on uh, Iman Valali, Kamala Khan in general, and some of the other characters uh, in the ensemble too. So, uh, what what are your thoughts? Who are some? Who, All right. What are your thoughts on Kamala, and and who are some of your other favorite characters? All right, Kamala's brother, literally me. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh. What else we got? Oh, I I need to highlight the way the like the style of the show. Like I, I just, that might be honestly my favorite thing about it. Like when when they're when she's texting and you see the words like outside yeah. the phone. Like yeah. I I love that. <laughs> I eat that shit up. Um, who else? I really like her friend. What's her name? Nakia. Not like yeah. her. I I don't know that that's that was just done really well. Although, uh, going back to when I said, uh, the representation was a little too nice. There's no way a North Jersey mosque would let a uh, a high school girl on their board. Sorry, impossible. <laughs> Never ever couldn't happen. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> Oh, uh, I thought um, the the parents were really good. Like that 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 is a that is a North Jersey parent right there. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely enjoyed the family dynamic of the show, mm-hmm. which I, I, that's something that's been missing from you know a lot of the Marvel stuff. I guess if you're counting Clint talking to his kids and lying to his wife. Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> you know, as as a family dynamic, but it again it felt very uh you know. I, I just loved that part of the show uh, almost as much, if not more than the actual superhero stuff of it all. Um, you know, I love the relationship between Kamala and her mom as, as they're trying to kind of, you know, meet compromise. Um, I love Kamala's dad uh, so much. I'm so I'm, good. I, I, I love that. He also loves the host of snack cakes uh, because of how <laughs> uh, synthetic they feel like that. That line fucking killed me. I thought that was so funny. Cause I was just like, yes, this is exactly how they taste. And it's terrible. <laughs> Um, but that's and I can into. confirm, yeah, yes, <laughs> and I can confirm uh, from reading casting stuff that I believe her family is uh, set to appear in the Marvels. Uh, so, oh, really? Yeah, which I guess you know makes sense cool. once you see the the post credit scenes here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I love Kamala as a character. I think she's so true to you know to how she is in the comics. Um, a lot of the stuff beat for beat is just from the comic books. Uh, that scene where she drinks the orange juice and it's actually uh, orange juice and vodka. That's like literally ripped straight from the comic books. 
Um, there's just a lot of uh, the scene of her sitting on the light post, obviously like famously like a, a cover for uh, Miss Marvel. Um, I just thought in general, the show, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful shot. New Jersey, baby represent <laughs> the big apple. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's, it's and again, it, it's, it's Iman Vellani again to me is the star. Um, she's awesome. Again, it took me a while to kind of get used to like the cosmic aspect of Miss Marvel's powers. A lot of which we're going to have to, you know, get discovered. Cause you know, is she, uh, is she a gin? Is she a clandestine? Um, I think one of the things that fell flat for me again, the villains of the show, the clandestine, uh, kind of get you know get their their butts whipped uh very early on in the series but i you know i think the focus of the show is that oh no damage control is bad and uh this woman is a racist <laughs> and shooting yeah. at kids yeah well i guess they implied not- that it's not damage control that's bad it's just her you know that yeah that was that's kind of what they were going for yeah that was tough i believe and i also believe that character uh i've seen that actress before i think she was in orange is the new black um, if I remember correctly, I forget what her what her name is. Uh, I'll probably find it somewhere here somewhere. Uh, anyway, nonetheless, um, you know, uh, I'm also a big fan of Bruno. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> shout out to Bruno. Hopeless, yeah, shout out to Bruno. Shout Brian. out to um, yeah, to Brian. <laughs> we don't talk about Brian either. <laughs> uh, Cameron again, great character from the, yeah, uh, he was the really comics, good. and yeah, and also uh, uh um alludes to a new human uh, in the comics, I believe is what his character is. Uh, it's like a n- newer variant of the Inhumans. I'm not, I'm not as in touch with Miss Marvel as I should be, but um, I just know a lot of the surface level stuff. Uh, he was great too. I think they kind of rushed his story arc a bit of like what his powers actually are. Um, but I think a lot of this, and I, th- I think especially with the shows that lead directly into movies, I think a lot of that is left up to discussion because they're probably going to try to finish those story lines out. Uh, in a film setting, and I, I think the biggest thing is this: where we talk about it. Are we, are we, are we going to talk about the, that big uh, the, the the M word? Yeah, it's time. Yeah. So as we get through, you know, the the end of as Ms., of Miss Marvel here, you know, we see Kamala, uh, you know, going through this, uh, tr- you know, this the trials and tribulations of of learning how to use her powers, learning what uh, is going on with the Nega bands again. Is, is it, is it Jin? Is it uh clandestine power? Is it the band that's giving her powers? Nobody really knows. Um, it sounds like they're setting her up to be this sort of, you know, super extraterrestrial sort of character early in the show. However, in the post credit scene, uh, Bruno, who again, they, they deliberately show him scan Kamala, you know, in the first episode when she gets her powers saying that the band unlocks something in her, but then alludes to the fact that something might be off with her genes mutation, something like a mutation. And then cue the stinger, (laughs) uh, the X-Men 97 theme. I damn near fell out of my fucking seat (laughs) because they, (laughs) in the series where they already retconned how Ms. Marvel gets her powers. I think they just completely retconned the inhumans because Kamala Khan, no more inhumans. It's fine. Yeah, No, (laughs) I don't know shit about humans. I do know shit about mutants though. Yeah, no more in humans. Kamala Khan confirmed the first mutant in the MCU. Is it? Uh, is it happening? Is that, does she count as the first? I think so. They're deliberately not saying that Wanda and her brother are are not yeah. Humans. But we did, you know, we saw Professor X. Yeah, it's a multiverse. I mean, you know apparently we're in a multiverse, though. You know what I mean? I guess you're right. We're gonna see more multiverse. <laughs> 
But like for them to deliver same, like for them to say mutation, like because they still haven't said yeah. it. Yeah, and the, and the knife still... and the theme, like that's that's just over the top. <laughs> they didn't even need to do that, and everyone would have freaked out. Like yeah, and the fact that they chose to do that, I'm just like, yo, you're just deliberately saying this is what you mean here. Yeah. So the you know we've been everyone's been asking forever how how is it going to happen? How are they going to properly introduce? Because, you know, they still haven't said the word mutants yet. They're still looking around in the cup for, you know, for their cup holder in the movie theater. They haven't quite <laughs> hit, hit hit the hole yet. But um, we're getting this is there. The first real, yeah, this is the first real confirmation of mutants that people with different genes exist. And I think using uh, Deaver uh, from Damage Control as sort of that politician from the first three X, you know, that politician standpoint where. You know, you got to turn these people against you. You know, Kamran unable to control his powers of the age where, you know, where, uh, mutants get their powers of puberty. It's all right there, you know, for the, for the taking. And I, I'm, like I said, I think this is just as important as a moment in the MCU since the Avengers Initiative, because this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, we've wanted X Men day one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we th- and like they've been teasing us with it with you know whether it be Evan Peters or Charles Xavier. Oh, that or whatever. is awful, man. That I'm still pissed so about angry. that. <laughs> My nuts are still blue, truthfully. Like I, I'm, I'm pissed, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm just so like as a fan of the X Men, I love the X Men. I don't think you know, I, I, I don't think I'm saying anything groundbreaking here. Um, I think we're we were all curious how they're going to get introduced. And for them to kind of put that in there at the end of Ms. Marvel, it you know, gives the show some weight. Um, you know, who, who knows uh, what's to come? And I don't think they're doing this on purpose either. I think this feels very calculated. I think Marvel knows that, you know, this is the last thing coming out before Comic-Con. I think they're going to give I think they're going to give us the true confirmation of something X-Men related. We're getting either the X-Men or the Fantastic Four at, at Comic-Con. I don't, I don't think we're getting both, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So. Uh, Riz, are you, are you excited for 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 mutants? Or oh, absolutely! <laughs> are we... I'm, I'm trying to see Wolverine. Wolverine cast. <laughs> Who who's it going to be? That's going to be the hardest one. And truthfully, I've seen some videos where. And let me let me pitch an idea here. I've I've, I've uh, seen some fan theories online of how people want to introduce the X Men into the MCU, and mm-hmm. people say the best place to introduce them would be just do a Disney Plus series because there's a lot of history. That needs to be fleshed out with these characters, but introduced in like Disney Plus, or like, or like introduced somewhere else and then fleshed out in Disney Plus. I like the idea of introducing them in cameos and then having like you know, like I would watch a Wolverine series because Wolverine oh, is like because that character needs to be fleshed out. That needs you know, that character is as important to you know to the the nexus of Marvel as a character like Captain America or Iron Man at, at this point. So. That's the one where they have to get it right, and I think they have to properly give that character its, its dues. Um, and I, truthfully, I think that's the best way to explain where these characters have been, you know, for Lord knows how long. Like right. they can't, you know, because I don't know if at, at this point in the timeline, if, if Charles and, and uh, Magneto have have uh, has split yet. Um, but who's to say they haven't been there this whole time and they've just been hiding? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> True. I'm either way. I'm who's your who's your fan cast Wolverine? <sighs> That's hard, man. So actually, originally it was Kit Harrington, uh, the guy that is okay. now playing the Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think he's the perfect size because <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me. Like as like Hugh Jackman is is untouchable as Wolverine. I think that he's 
did that character so much justice, you know, over the course of he uh, did some great and superhero and movie films. genre. Like, yeah, <laughs> so much of it is literally thanks to him. Yeah, groundbreaking, truthfully. Uh, but he's still, he was still way too tall to play Wolverine, <laughs> so yeah. that, that that took me out of it a lot. Me personally, out of all the fan castings I've seen, my favorite is uh, Taron Egerton. Um, Who's that? Yeah, uh, he is the guy from Kingsman and Rocket Man. He played Elton John. I'm not spelling his name right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not finding him. Okay. Uh, mine is Jensen Ackles. I think he'd be perfect. Oh! And, and he's short, just like you want him to be. That's a good one. I could, I could definitely get behind that. I feel like he might be a little too old, though. That's the thing. That's fine. Uh, he's 44. That's fine, isn't it? I think that's a, I think that's probably fine, but I, I could see it though. That uh, oh man, Dean Winchester in the MCU. Yeah, Ooh. home or uh, not home? That. What's his character in the boys? Soldier boy. A soldier boy. <laughs> Literally watching that, I was like, dude, this could be Wolverine. This guy right here. Although I did read a rumor today that Anthony Starr is a uh, rumor to show up in Blade, so that'll be fun uh, if that's the case. Um, Anthony yeah, Starr. That's a uh, Homelander. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, the boys podcast coming very soon to the home near you <laughs> as soon as I finish watching it. Um, yeah, listen, I, I'm I'm so excited for for where the implications are. Also, sleeper pick for Wolverine, Daniel Radcliffe. Don't at me. I think he'd be great. Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know. I, I think he's too big of a star, truthfully. Um, I like I think he's too famous to play Wolverine. Uh, but I've I've seen his other acting stuff, man. He's he's a good actor. I've so. seen him in comedy, and he's godlike. But Wolverine, I don't know, man. I don't I think know. He's I'm not got convinced. that dog. I th- he's got that dog in him. I think he can. Do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm down. Yeah. Any, <laughs> any other any other thoughts on Miss Marvel? Um, as for, uh, you know how, how you're feeling. Where where are you? Oh, also, uh, we forgot to talk about the other post credit scene. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. Yeah, Br- Br- Brie Larson shows up here, and what I believe to be the first scene in the Marvels, and thus the proper introduction of of the Nega Bands. Um, so how how did you feel about seeing a uh, Brie Larson show up? I feel like that I was, was like, the easiest cameo. Uh, I really liked the fact that she shows up in a room of a super fan of her. Like she just sees herself <laughs> everywhere. That like just imagine that happening. It's hilarious. I'd be terrified. It's that <laughs> funny though. Um. Yeah, I think this all but confirms that what Kamala's wearing is uh, the Nega Bands in the comics. Uh, in, what are the Nega like, Bands? So, um, it's just Kree technology. Basically, the way it works in the comics is that in the one of the original runs of Miss Marvel with Marvel, uh, there's a humanoid character that plays alongside Marvel called Rick Jones. And Rick Jones at any t- it's sort of like Shazam, where he clangs these bands together on his wrists and he can summon Marvel. Um, so it, it's, it's sort of in the same vein as that. Um, I feel like that's probably, uh, where they're going to go with that. I feel like, cause there's still another band out there that nobody knows where it is. So I feel like whether that's, uh, they're going to oh, get a right. lot more creating cosmic technology. So I feel like at some point, you know, um, you know, Miss Mar, uh, Carol and, and Kamala probably, uh, end up crossing paths with the bands and thus end up switching places. Now, Another is Photon going to be in in the Marvel movie? Yes, yes, the Marvels. Okay, she's confirmed. Uh, Tayana Parrish is uh, confirmed to uh, be appearing, uh, which will be fun. 
Um, also, there's a uh, there's an arc in the comics where um, I think at some point Kamala and uh, um, Carol become one person, and in order to stop that from happening, a rogue takes the powers of Miss Marvel. Uh, oh. or, or Captain Marvel. Yeah, so there's a crossover there somewhere. I don't exactly remember how that comic goes. I just thought a rogue is involved somehow and she takes she steals Miss Marvel's powers. So or Captain Marvel's powers. Too many Marvels. A Marvel <laughs> gets their powers stolen. Yeah. And that's an option there too. That there's there's a lot of room to introduce mutants here. We do and, have uh, mutants. I'm, they're there. Um again, yeah, I think even without this, I thought the show was a lot of fun. Um I Again, I enjoyed watching the character representation. I enjoyed, uh, you know, as someone that's, again, you know, very good friends with people who are are Pakistani, uh, a lot of the in-jokes I was able to catch. Uh, Brown Jovi, one of the best uh, names of a cover band of all time. (laughs) The fact, I love that that Kamala and her, and Kamala's mom and dad love Bon Jovi so much. So New Jersey. Nothing but respect for my king, uh, John Bon Jovi. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, I loved it. Any, any any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Uh, I'm just excited for the Marvels movie. Like, yeah. All it's just that like all the three of these characters have never interacted, and they're supposed to be like the leads. I'm assuming like yeah. Carol Danvers. What is it, Monica Rambo? And yes, uh, Kamala Khan. Kamala. Like, it's gonna be weird. Three leads that have never met. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be it's, and again, as I agree with you in the sense where I'm very much more excited for this movie than I was a week ago. Um <laughs> because you saw in, in if you pay close attention to Marvel scheduling, uh they swapped the release dates for Ant-Man Quantumania and the Marvels. Um, I did not know that. Marvels, yeah, so the Marvels was originally supposed to come out in February and Ant-Man was supposed to come out in July, I think. And they swapped the release dates. So I was like, okay, I don't know what the Marvels is going to be or how they're going to introduce it. Um, but you know, I'm still going to watch the movie because I'm a fan. Now I'm even more excited because they could talk about mutants, or you know, there's a whole uh, you know slew of avenues they can go here and characters they can introduce. Because um, like I said, now that they said the, you know the M word, they're going to have to get the ball rolling on these things sooner rather than later. And I think before we get out of here, uh, you know, we can talk briefly about uh, San Diego Comic Con, which by the time it gets us, I'm probably going to release this episode on Wednesday. Um, you know, we'll be a few days away from some of the big announcements uh, of, you know, of not just, you know, Marvel, but, uh, you know, Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, a whole bunch of, of franchises and stuff that are going to be, uh, you know, coming out and getting announcements over the course of the weekend. But the Hall H panel at San Diego Comic-Con is like legendary. So, uh, Riz, you got any, you got any uh, anticipations or, or things or wants you want to see uh, revealed this weekend? As a I need to see Black Panther. We know nothing about this movie, <laughs> and it's supposed to come out this year, right? Like, yeah, it's supposed to come out in November, and we if, know if nothing trailer, about this movie. If a trailer doesn't come out for it this weekend, then the movie's getting delayed, like one or the other, right? I don't see how there's any yeah. other possibility. I'm convinced that movie's not coming out until I see a trailer for it. So exactly. It's like Flashpoint. It's just never going to come out until I, <laughs> until I see it. Like, I won't believe it even until the day before I walk into theater. I won't believe it, <laughs> um, truthfully. But I think a lot of what we can expect is Marvel's going to show a lot of stuff for things that we know about. They're probably so where I am betting the farm. I will give you a dollar if they don't show a Black Panther trailer. Uh, I think we're going to get a Black Panther trailer. Uh, we're pr- we sh- we 
should get a, a Ant-Man trailer. We should get a look at the Marvels because all the stuff is coming out next year. Uh, we'll probably get another look at She-Hulk. Um, I think Secret Invasion is probably due to get a trailer at some point as well. Um, you know, they'll probably show a, a couple more things about, um, you know, the Guardian stuff that's coming out because all that stuff comes out, you know, within, you know, X amount of years. So I would I would love to personally. I want to see I need to see something from Blade. I need to know this movie still happening <laughs> because it's so got to come and God. The, it, it is Eternals post credit scene. Like, you know, yeah, I know it's happening, but like I need to see Mahershala Ali like as yeah, me too. I need to see him in the getup. Like, show me something. Like, Dude, that's just such a perfect casting. So good. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's 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 great. Ten out of ten, crushed it, and and he gets to play alongside Jon Snow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be so cool. He gets to be in Marvel twice. Yeah, <laughs> who gets to do that? God bless him. What a guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think we're gonna see a lot of that. But for me personally, I I would love to see um something from Blade, but I'm not betting the farm on it. However, I. At, out of the one, out of the big two, we still know nothing about. I think we're gonna see X Men stuff this weekend. I don't know if we're gonna see Fantastic Four stuff. Um, there's been a lot of rumors circulating of like who's in the mix to play whom in that movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably gonna be something saved better for D twenty three, where you know where they finally reveal the cast because we still don't know who the director is for that movie after John Watts stepped down. Um, what so is the D twenty three Expo thing? I think it, I think it's in September, October. I want to. Okay. Uh, I'll Google it right now. D twenty three Expo twenty twenty two. That is happening in uh, September 9th uh, through eleventh. So actually, okay. not that far away. So okay, that makes a lot of sense. Truthfully, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think we're. I think at least out of the big two, I think we're going to get something X Men related. I think we maybe we'll you know we'll get a look at something related to the mutants. Uh, I hope so. Truth, I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth for it. Wouldn't I? I feel like Fantastic Four makes more sense because it's like, isn't the Fantastic Four more related to Kang the Conqueror, or did I just make that up? Oh no, that's well, yes. There's um. Kang is is a descendant of Nathan of uh, Reed Richards in another universe, so that mm-hmm. does make more sense. Actually, if we get anything X Men, they might show us something from like the animated series that they're they're bringing back. Um, oh, I forgot about that. that. Oh yeah. yeah, and I think that they show's got gonna they got to show that. Yeah, I think that show's going to be canon. Uh, I think that's. Uh, oh, it's it's not like a continuation. It's it's like it's a, a, it's a continuation, but I think the storylines are going to be canon to the MCU. That's weird. <laughs> if it's a continuation. <laughs> How can it be canon without what happened before being canon? I don't know, man. It's the 90s. Don't ask questions. We're not the burden <laughs> on the answer to it. <laughs> Great I guess show, we'll find way. out I, when we see it. I've been, I've been watching it as a like background noise for the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and the show is so, so fucking funny. And that intro Yeah, a great show. I, I, hope, I hope they keep jamming that, that singer down my throat, because that, that's one of like the best theme songs ever created. I mean, so. we know they will, because they've teased it twice now. <laughs> like, yes. I was. I feel like I was the only one in the theater that popped off during Doctor Strange when they they played the doo 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 doo. Yeah, I, I didn't even hear it. I was pissed when I found out I later. My, <laughs> lost my fucking mind. I was like, oh, it's crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I, like, I'm I'm very much excited. We'll we'll probably talk more about the Comic Con stuff. Uh, you know, in, in next week's podcast at, at, in a post uh, SDCC uh, era. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be it for this week's episode. I think, folks, Riz. 
Thank you as always for uh, consuming in the the media monopoly that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe with me, and uh, yeah, I appreciate your patronage. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see whenever uh, She Hulk comes out or whatever. True. Um, you got anything you want to uh, want to plug? Tell the people on the internet where they can follow you if they, if they choose to do so. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RizzyBear. Yeah, you might see a tweet about. Divinity Original Sin 2. That's what I'm playing right now. Great game. <laughs> nice. You're speaking Spanish right now. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KoopaNJ. Um, I'm an esports commentator that does esports commentary sometimes. Um, I'm probably going to start p- playing um, uh, the SMT Cross Fire Emblem game again, so you can watch me tweet about that. Uh, nice. And, you know, S- S- SMT chat has to, has to fill its, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, its union dues. Um, but yeah, and you can follow the show at Coop the Pod. Uh, again, follow wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, apps, you know, we're all over the place. Um, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. We got some fun podcasts coming up. Uh, you know, th- uh, throughout the rest of the year. Again, uh, just because Marvel's kind of taking a break doesn't mean I'm taking a break. I got a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about. I've officially finished Breaking Bad. So congratulations. Yeah, I, 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 yes, yes, yes. I'm very much late to the party. Ten years late to the party, if not. Uh, but I, I, I mark my words. Uh, we'll, we'll get a better call Saul podcast on this show by the end of the year. <laughs> talk about everything in, in its oh, finale. I'd be so happy about that. I'm actually going to watch today's episode like right after we're done here. I'm going to start <laughs> Saul right now after oh. I'm done recording this. Yeah, congrats. I took again. a bit of a genre break. Yeah. Also, uh, happy uh, uh, 24th birthday to the uh, first Pokemon movie. Came out of theaters uh, 24 Ooh, nice. years ago. Yeah. Happy birthday, lot. Mewtwo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> great movie. That should get its own podcast. We'll do it eventually. I'm um, down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time, everybody have yourselves a wonderful night and uh, take care.